motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. It's that time again. It's Monday night. The best damn podcast in town. You are here with the dirtiest podcaster in the game. It's me, Anthony. And I am joined, as always, by the mouth of the South. It's Carl. Hey, Carl. <laughs> hey, Anthony. It is me. And you know, Anthony, they say, to be the pod, you got to beat the pod. And see, we're the best pod there is, the best pod there was, and the best pod there ever will be. So, you know, that's the bottom line. Because Santino Morello said so. Um, and, you know, Santino's always right. So, I'm right. You know, got to believe it. You got it. He's That's one it. of the best wrestlers in the world. Why would you not believe what he says? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, another fun-filled week. Uh, well, um, depending on what show you watched, I suppose. But uh, it was another week, you know. It was a week. Things happened. But uh, nevertheless, we're here once again. We've got uh, probably the, I actually think, I dare say, for us, the most fun um, segment, or unique segment, sorry. I keep on saying segments. Unique segments. Um, mm-hmm. in that we're going to discuss uh, hopefully in some depth the current, uh, I haven't got a good title for it yet but um, I'm sure you're going to work your wonders on that Carl, but we're going to discuss people who were formerly WWE talent notably WWE talent who um, have moved over to AEW and whether basically that move was, was the right move, has it proved to be a fruitful move for them um, I think this sort of largely stems from, I read some some sort of comments about Matt Hardy's run which um, surprised me, actually, because I thought he is doing well in AEW, but I suppose if you look at his overall run in WWE, you could make the argument. And then, obviously, we mentioned week in, week out, Sean Spears. So, you know, just makes a bit of sense. Um, so, yeah, so it should be a fun, unique segment. Uh, we also have the Ringside Report, in which we're going to talk all the news and rumours and and downright crazy fucking stories, apparently, um, from, oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> from this week. <laughs> you know when uh, you say, how how can you top Marty Jannetty killing a guy? Well, we've got to uh, We think we might have... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll be discussing the ringside report and then obviously as always we'll be doing this week in wrestling which we talk about the big four shows um which i'll be honest with you is not a good week for me not a good week for me at all i don't know how you feel about your week carl but uh, no, i'm not so bad actually to be I, fair i do uh, i do kind of feel your pain this week though but, yeah um, i don't know how you feel about my thoughts. week but my god the well, ones i had yeah, we'll come on to it. Um, we will. I, I, we will. I thought I thought SmackDown was was probably better than you did. Um, All right, so I'm, I'm interested, interested in the mood, then. to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to chat through that one. Okay, uh, good. I like it. So before all that, Carl, should we talk the ringside report? I think we should. Okay. So the ringside report. <clears throat> Ready? Coming up tonight, AEW have released three stars. Sonya Deville is involved in an attempted kidnapping. The Click are not as friendly as they seem. With each other, that is. I probably should have clarified that. WWE planning Thunderdome, a new wrestling experience. Virtually all WWE stars have talked to AEW over possibly joining their uh, promotion. Shawn Michaels is a bully. Well, apparently. Uh, Punk once again teases a WWE return. We've had uh, confirmation that an NXT reject has spoiled AEW. Uh, We've some speculation over the identities of the members of Retribution. You know, that fantastic, exciting new team. We'll talk more about that shortly. Nexus Lights. And then, Nexus Lights. <laughs> lastly, we have Mac Cardona's future in AEW being discussed. We have all that coming up. Fucking now. So, Carl, first one this week. AEW released three wrestlers. Now, for me, first one comes as absolutely no surprise. Um, 
it's difficult and I don't I don't really know the details of what's gone on but the, the first one obviously is Jimmy Havoc now he notably was suspended from the company anyway uh having been sort of named in the speaking out movement um has been attending rehabilitation I believe he had to do uh sensitivity uh, training or whatever they whatever they sent him on in that sense, but I, I'm also to understand he had some some personal issues anyway uh, in terms of substances and, and domestic issues and the like. Um, so in in a lot of senses, it comes as no surprise that Jimmy's one of the one of the names released. But as we've seen with AEW, um, you know they've they certainly and it's don't get me wrong, it's in nowhere near the same situation as Sammy. But they they're not about sort of going no, you've you've tarnished your name, off you go. So. For me, this comes as a, you know, they must have tried as much as they can before reaching this agreement um, between all parties, because presumably um, Jimmy was in agreement for this as well. Um, so this one, probably the least shocking of the of the three. Um, I mean, I'll name the other two now, Carl, because they're not as, um, probably not as dis- debatable in some senses. Um, but we had B Priestley and Sadie Gibbs also released. Um, now, B Priestley's actually, she's been on social media and she's thanked them for their, their time with them and so on. And there's not a lot of detail as to why she's left, similar with Sadie Gibbs. But um, yeah, again, considering the, the size of their women's roster at the moment, um, a great loss. I know B Priestley was featured, um, well, quite a lot on Dark. She's featured a few times on, on the main show. But um, Sadie Gibbs had not had a lot of, um, lot of memory of in AEW, to be fair. But Either way, you know, in, in any case, it's a crying shame when, when sort of the, the roster's dropping in any sense, really. But mm. um, what do you make of the first one, Carl, the most controversial, Mr. Havoc? Yeah, I think, um, obviously, we, we covered this a few weeks ago um, in, in the ringside report then when it kind of came about around his, um, you know, his, his issues with substance abuse and, and that kind of thing and, and some of the comments he'd made and some of the... It kind of all just kind of blew up in his face, really, didn't it? And, you know, AW kind of put him on some kind of rehab program. And I think, as you said, it seems like they've, they've got to a point where there's probably no coming back for him. Um, and, you know, they've done everything they can to help him. Um, but then they've decided to part ways. But, you know, yeah, I, do, I, mean, I do I feel for the guy because, you know, if, if you're going through something like that, and, you know, I think he's from... I think he was uh, trained by um, the... The Bevis family, so Page's family up in Norwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know he's a he's not really a local lad to us, but he's you know he's from the UK, and yeah, it's always a shame when you see. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought I was quite happy for him when he managed to make that transition and get onto like a show like AEW, and unfortunately, you know, it seems like he he still had some stuff that he that he wasn't able to figure out. So who knows? Maybe in the yeah. future he'll come back. I hope he takes this time to actually just concentrating himself and sorting himself out so that he can be back and I hope it doesn't get any worse for him but yeah it's a bit of a bit of a surprise I suppose that he's gone the main thing I probably should note is that um whilst it seems pretty much a foregone um conclusion as to why he's left um it's been it hasn't actually officially been noted the reasons for any of these releases um Mm. but you can you can put the um you can piece it all together with with Jimmy. Um, it's got to be related to that. But I'll I'll mention just for anyone listening, it is our speculation that it's down to everything that's happened over the last few months. But um, yeah, I mean, it is a crying shame. And hopefully, like you're saying, he does reach a point where he gets past his his issue. I know he's suffered with mental health and stuff in the past as well. So hopefully, we get to a point that we can see him. Um, not not even necessarily in AEW, but in some sort of um, promotion again on on the right on the right path I suppose but um, yeah a tremendous loss all around really um, and the same I don't want to dismiss you know B Priestley and Sadie Gibbs it's more just that um, they're probably the least 
controversial, I suppose, of the of the three releases. But just when I was last week mentioning AEW's women's roster starting to to pad out a bit better and it's looking good and they've got this tournament going, um, it's quite a surprise to see two two women wrestlers as well be released. But um, yeah, what do you make of these two, Carl? Did you did you did you know much of them? I remember seeing B Priestley involved a couple of times, but um, yeah, do you, do you remember much of them in AEW? No, I don't. To be honest, you know, I, I don't. I don't really watch Dark. Um, I know the name B Priestley, but I couldn't really call out any particular kind of high high spots or anything like that with with her. You know, in AEW. So um, yeah, like who knows what the reason was? Maybe it was just you know for budgetary reasons or or whatever it was. But yeah, it does seem strange that we've got so many you know members of the active roster at the minute who can't compete for either injury or issues with COVID and travel and stuff like that. And you know, they've, they've especially in the middle of like a tag team women's tag team kind of tournament to, you know yeah. the, the timing of it seems a bit strange but yeah you know best of best of luck to both of them and you know for whatever reason it was hopefully you know they're both sound and they continue to you know crack on and, and land on the feet yeah i mean it wouldn't be the first time we've seen um like a wrestler sort of leave aw4 for their reasons that will remain unknown and then you see them crop up on tna mm. um so you, you never know it might have just not been the promotion for them which is you know it's a brilliant um, era of wrestling at the moment where there's so much different opportunity for wrestlers there was a time when WWE had the monopoly and there was yeah. no other option now you've got I mean TNA is still a viable option Ring of Honor is definitely a viable option a lot of people love going to New Japan so I mean there's a, there's a ton of options out there so it might be just that they needed to find the fit for them which is you know fair enough Yeah. so Carl do you want to cover the next one? Yeah so the next one we mentioned at the, uh, the top of the show um, how could we potentially top the crazy Marty shenanigans from the previous week. Oh, yeah. Well, we think this one might fucking do it. Um, <laughs> so, a man has been charged with an attempted kidnapping of Sonia Deville. So, when you when you actually look into this kind of story in a bit of detail, um, this, is, this is one sick dude by the sound of it. So, um, he'd actually entered the home um, of Sonia Deville around about midnight. Um, like by a cutting hole in the um, in like the patio screen by by the pool, um, and then entered the house via a sliding door, um, and he he basically waited for Sonia to go asleep um, before accidentally activating an alarm. Um, so she kind of obviously got up and fled and got out of there as quickly as she could. But yeah. you know he was he was found and he was, and recovered at the scene was you know a knife, zip ties, duct tape, mace. Like yeah. this, this Just, guy had been planning this for a while. Yeah, it's um, totally beyond belief in it. It's insane, totally insane. Yeah, it's like it's absolutely just like imagine, like Jesus, what? Like imagine, like trying to recover from that. Like I'm, I'm someone who I've, I've been burgled, for example, in the, in this house. It took me ages to get over that, mm. and that was just you know someone in the middle of the day while I wasn't home, and you know that kind of thing. Imagine being in the house, but then not even just a burglary of someone attempting to yeah, like Sonia's Sonia's <laughs> gonna learn the facts of that. She's gonna be totally aware of the like like the things you've listed there. She'll be aware of that 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 that's a total mind fuck like. You know, I, I, I've absolute sympathy for her because that will take a little bit of getting over that, to be honest. That's, um, you know, thank God that she seems to have a very good security system because, you know, heaven forbid that uh, the security didn't trip or something like that. You know what I mean? It's um, yeah, a totally like fucked up situation. It could have gone anyway, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the guy, the guy was identified as um, being from, from South Carolina um, and he'd been planning the kidnapping for around eight months. Um, so I don't know whether... He still resided in in um, South Carolina. You know, he travelled to Florida to do this, or or what? But like, it is it's a just crazy, crazy thing. And like, 
you know, hopefully she recovers from this and bounces back quickly because it's yeah. a it's a horrible kind of circumstance and thing to try and come to terms with of you know what someone was planning to do. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, like, eight luckily, months they've spent like that, like that, that would yeah. Uh, yeah, Jesus, man. So yeah, just, there's, there's um, no words. It's fucking crazy. Totally fucking crazy. No, no, definitely not. Um, but you know, thankfully, as you said, like the security and on whatever kind of tripped and she managed to get out of there, and you know, she's she's kind of hopefully just gonna be okay. But yeah, Jesus, there's some crazy, crazy people out there. Um, so yeah, you know, best of best wishes from us uh, to to Sonia Deville on, you know, just trying to come to terms and get over get over this as quickly as you can really because it's oh, a yeah. it's an awful an awful thought but yeah, oh definitely yeah. yeah it's crazy um again quite a difficult one to segue away from so but um <laughs> shall we move on to some petty bullshit <laughs> oh yeah why not let's change the tone <laughs> so quite recently we've had um is it dax harwood he calls himself now on mm. ftr um, he, he was referencing back to Raw 25, which I'll be honest, considering the, the momentous occasion it was, I never watched, right? But um, he ref- he's referring to a segment in which uh, the members of the clique, um, who, shall we, like, I don't know if they need naming at this point, but we've got uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Sean Waltman, and was Razor Ramon's part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Scott Hall, sorry, use his real name. Um, uh, and this segment essentially involved the click beating up on the revival. And Dax has um, referred to on his Twitter, sort of looking back on it, and he's put basically all the friends got to beat us up, hit all the signature moves. Me and Cash left in Gorilla, only while everyone else high fives. Um, and then he's put building the future, you know. Uh, and again, fair point, you know, when you talk about building the future. Uh, but the 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 sort of interesting part of this article not that that's not interesting itself but uh was a response from carl anderson in which he's putting quotes friends and he's put if they all knew how much they all truly hated each other i wonder how that would go so now obviously this leaves everything massively open to speculation that are the click not as close as it would seem you know i don't think anyone can deny that triple h and and Shawn michaels are incredibly incredibly close friends and we all know that him and uh, triple h sorry shouldn't just say him and uh, Sean Waltman have had their, their history, let's say. But um, what do you make of this suggestion that they might all sort of quietly hate each other? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one. You can definitely, you can definitely see it, can't you? If you think about it, you know, the history kind of writes itself. And, you know, Triple H was the one who got punished after the, you know, the, the whole click thing in the first place. Where Pretty much Scott the only one because uh, Sean was untouchable exactly. at the time. <laughs> well, exactly. So, like, you know, he, he felt that he didn't win the King of the Ring. He got punished for a year. Um, and he had to kind of build himself back up and work himself back. So there's probably a bit going on there. But then also, the probably resentment to the other side of, of, of things from like Hall and Nash on, you know, how Triple H has managed to find his feet and become such a fucking figurehead. You know, Nash had always wanted to be a fucking booker um, in WCW. You know, he did some good stuff. He did some fucking awful stuff as well. But that's what he that's what he yeah. ultimately wanted to be. And, you know, he kind of, WCW got run into the ground. You know, uh, And to be honest, like, if you're going to go Nash, to... The only booker that anyone cared about in WCW was Booker T. Bad. Um, <laughs> so I had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, you know, it definitely, you can definitely see it. I mean, even between Triple H and Sean, like, if you think about it, Sean had back issues and had to kind of be sidelined for a couple of years, and Triple H took what was Sean's gig in, D- in DX and made it into something else and made himself into a megastar. Um, and, you know, when Sean came back, he hadn't really lost a step, but it was he just wasn't quite the megastar that he was. Um, so you can definitely see a bit of animosity between them all. I don't think Sean oh, Waltman's yeah. got... 
animosity towards anyone. He seems the most kind of just chill, chill as fuck dude. You know, yeah, I think I think he's um, had his history, hasn't he? Like, the, there's been yeah. falling outs and there's been all sorts in the past, and <clears> and you know, a lot of people have probably not liked him more than the other way around. But um, I think he's certainly yeah. passed on a lot of that shit now. To be honest with you. Well, yeah, I think he's had his fair share of uh, demons, but he seems to have like overcome them now and just become like just a pretty pretty chill sound guy so you know i don't think there's anything from him but definitely between hall and nash um, versus kind of triple h and sean and triple h and that kind of thing i can definitely see something i don't know whether they, they actually hate each other or whether it's just like a you know the little rivalry aspect of them kind of wanting to i mean they're, they're all big personalities them. like it, it's quite feasible that they don't always get along but um mm. yeah and i'm sure it was just a little bit of baiting from carl anderson i mean um and i'm not trying to discredit anything but you know recently Recently released from WWE and a little bit bitter, maybe. Gonna throw some uh, some things out there here and there, Andy. And, um, you know, maybe just saw an opportunity to make a comment that I'm not saying it wasn't true, but maybe not 100% true anyway, because, uh, you know, there seems to be a lot of uh, almost like family there, really. You know what I mean? Mm. Interesting one, yeah, though. Definitely. You never know. We yeah, might definitely. we might see some sort of heel turn. You know, it, it is wrestling after all. Next time they're all together, maybe Sean Waltman's gonna hit them all with a chair. Who knows? You never know. Like, crazy things have happened. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, not okay. much on that one, but you know, interesting to speculate. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the next one then on the list for me is um, WWE have announced a new experience called the Thunderdome. So it was announced <laughs> that they are moving away from the Performance Center as of this week's SmackDown, um, and they're moving to the Amway Center in Orlando, so the home of the Orlando Magic. Um, but basically, they've they've come out and you know they've announced this thing called the Thunderdome, which apparently, according to Kevin Dunn, Mr. Camera Angle himself, um, <laughs> has basically said they're, they're aiming to kind of recreate the, the atmosphere that you would get from a WWE live event or from a, a you know, the, the event crowd from a TV show. He said they're going to build some sort of structure that is going to help deliver an immersive atmosphere, generate some more excitement amongst the millions of fans watching um, but they've talked about things like building a roof on top um, and being able to project things onto the roof and um, having loads of different, basically trying to create a, a crowd out of LEDs. Now, see, I'm, I'm not going to say that you're listening to us here, Big Kev, but uh, if you look <clears> a few podcasts back when the coronavirus was first sort of in its throes, I did mention a, a virtual audience using screens and I did mention you should have the money to do that. Just saying. I mean, it's just I'll, I'll a tradition at this point, isn't it? You know, <laughs> if if we, like, whatever happens in the wrestling world, if you go back a couple of episodes of our pod, you'll see it was us. And we, exactly. It was, it's all down to us. It's, it's basically how it goes. Um, but yeah, no, it looks like <laughs> they are going to, said they are going to try and do that. But I'm, I'm not too sure how I feel about it because they've come out and said it's not just going to be like your typical screens of like, um, like in, you know, the fan zones that you've seen in the NBA or in like the Premier League and things like that, for example, it's not going to be that kind of thing. They're actually saying they've got loads of different like like rows of LED screens to create like virtual fans, but they're also going to pipe in like the, the real kind of fan chants and oh, stuff. Oh, fucking hell. You have the, you know what I mean? So well, only the ones they like, obviously. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, gotta, you can't boo the people you love. No. Yeah, God, no, God, no. Um, <laughs> we all get a little bit crazy now, WrestleMania, don't we? But it's one of them. I'd feel I'd feel more excited about it if it wasn't Kevin Dunn who's talking about it because for fuck's sake, <laughs> this is yeah. going to be like a Michael Bay movie gone fucking wrong. There's going to be pyro for pyro's sake. There's going to be fucking LEDs everywhere. I'm probably going to have a left. And this an is where 
I haven't got epilepsy. You know, I think, because it's going to be debut at SummerSlam, am I correct in saying, Carl? So I think um, it's only right. The next podcast after SummerSlam, we're going to do a segment called, What's Kevin Done? <laughs> hey, fuck's fucking it. excellent. <laughs> fucking excellent. Genius. Um, do you know what? I, I don't actually know if it's SummerSlam. I don't know whether it's actually going to be uh, SmackDown. Oh, apologies. Um, I, I was speculating what? that they were getting it ready for SummerSlam because that's when they're moving, yeah, like, isn't it, like as well? That but... would that would make sense, wouldn't it, to do it for mm. SummerSlam, the pay-per-view, but um, I read something Not, not strictly a news article, guys, but they're moving to the Amway Centre for SummerSlam, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I thought that, that they would have just done that, but um, it looks like they're doing it from you know from TV, from SmackDown as well. So I, I think it's incredibly apt that they've called it Thunderdome. Because the way that this, like the, the kayfabe way the things are booked, it might as well be fucking Mad Max, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, let, no let's rules. be honest. You know, next week I'm going to be referring to it as the fucking Blunder Dome because you know it's going to go fucking nice. all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And on the one hand, I'm excited to see what they do. On the other hand, I feel like it's not going to be good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah sadly, see. you do have to kind of go with apprehension. Like, I remember um, sitting sort of nervously with WrestleMania, wondering how these these cinematics were going to go. And surprisingly, both of them were really good. But um, it, it, they can either be really good or really fucking shocking with uh, WWE. You just never know what one you're going to get. And like you say, sadly, the man who's who's bigging it up is not the uh, most reliable one. No, definitely not. So, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll remain partly optimistic and, you know, mostly cynical until I see what it is that they do. But, um, you know... I thought the stuff that they did with the 3D projections of fucking random shit way back then anyway was awful. So if that's the kind of thing they were doing and now they've got the, a full kind of remit of technology, then who knows what we're going to see. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. Interesting, certainly, and it certainly is. So the next one, Carl. Do you know you know how Dave Meltzer knows everything about everything ever, right? Yeah. And is never wrong yeah. about these things, right? Yeah. yeah. So he said that Roman Reigns is not going to AEW. It's not happening, right? But then has also said virtually everyone in WWE, including guys who've claimed difference at one point or another, have called up people in AEW trying to see what they can get. But Roman Reigns, no, apparently he's the only one who's definitely not, right? Now, that's what's been speculated on the last few days, right? And since then, we've had the likes of Braun Strowman coming along and going, I haven't, right? <laughs> yeah, Braun, uh, no one's surprised. You, you currently got the universal title with no discernible, like, uh, I don't want to say talent. That's a bit unfair. He does what he does well, you know. But he shouldn't shouldn't be the universal champion. Um, but yeah, like we're getting people now saying, "I go, no, I didn't, I didn't." But obviously, Meltzer's already covered that by saying, even if they claim differently, they have done. Um, and to be honest, I think why wouldn't you? It's business, you know. It's 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 like any job. You you know, if you think there's another option and you want to test the waters of how good that option is, you look into it, don't you? So, you know. I understand, given the, the climate in WWE and given the way things are, this might have been done a bit hush-hush. But um, what do you make of this, Carl? It seems like the, the, the suggestion is that most of the roster, in, in a lot of senses, because um, he's saying virtually everyone in WWE. Um, I, I imagine Triple H was not on the list as well, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's Meltzer in it, for fuck's sake. Like, what, is there, is there a 1-800-AEW number that you can call and just be like, how much money can you give me? Like, who who... Who's everyone calling? Do you know what I mean? Is everyone calling Cody? <laughs> Jericho, like, Jericho's phone's <laughs> ringing off the hook. That would be probably exactly. why he's never got back to me, actually. Yeah, that must be the only reason. <laughs> the only reason I can think the of. The only reason um, he doesn't respond to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
from the, I mean, obviously there's going to be, there's going to be people who are interested to see, you know, a lot of people have got friends over there. A lot of people are unsatisfied with the creative direction of WWE and the amount of time they get and the stupid gimmicks they have and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, absolutely. There'll be people, you know, saying Roman Reigns is the only one who hasn't bullshit. Like, no, come the on, people who be... are massively comfortable where they are. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I mean, why like would styles, they... styles himself has come out and said like, you know, if, like AEW might be an opportunity and stuff, but he's happy where he is. I don't think he's there going, hey, you know, what can I get and stuff like that? And can, you know, because like, why would he? You know what I mean? He'd, he'd, like, if anything, he'd, he'd want to be with um, Gallows and Anderson. Exactly, yeah. So TNA seems so, the more viable jump to him. But for me, like, I think you're totally right. Like, all due respect to AEW, I love AEW, but it's a place where they go when they're pissed off with WWE. If you're happy where you are, if, you, if everything's going well for you and you're booked well. Like, can you imagine Corbin wanting to jump ship when he gets yeah, more airtime than he probably should? Oh, exactly. Like, likely. <laughs> like, there's people like that who every week, like the ones that we're panning and going, fucking hell, why are these guys on our screen? Like, they'll be loving <laughs> yeah. life because they're just like, fucking hell, like we're, we're amazing, we're on TV all the time and we're shit. Like, is not going to be like, oh yeah, you want to come and join us? Yeah, fucking hell, we'll give you loads of money because why would you? There's only so many Especially, people. Especially like, and as much as it's a really good thing for some people, the ethos seems to be with AEW, you know, you can be as creative as you like. So you, you, you're building yourself up, you know, which we've yeah. seen with, and we'll speculate on in, in our unique segments of the week. But like, that's not necessarily the right jump for, for a lot of people anyway. Like to, to, to just go, right, I've jumped over what now? And there's no Kevin Dunn to go, well, go out there and boo, you know. Well, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have your own thoughts and opinions. No, 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 no. we own you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't know, have, have people contacted aw definitely has everybody yep. on the roster bar roman reigns bullshit yep. i so. think i think even to say like most of them is an exaggeration i think there have been a decent number of but nowhere near virtually everyone i think that's a massive mm. exaggeration yeah okay so the next one on the list for this week did you know Shawn michaels was a prick is this before he found god or after well, God was just hiding behind the couch. Um, he found him a few times, but he, he found him hiding places. Yeah. Um, well, it's. I think it's just an ongoing game of hide and seek between the two of them. <laughs> well, yeah, it must be. It must be. Um, but no, I digress. Um, our resident best wrestler of all time. Um, I'm, I'm forcing you to pick it as well, Anthony, because, you know, I say so. But Brett the Hitman Hart um, has mentioned um, in an interview how... Shawn Michaels um, had previously been quite the bully to The Rock, not just Shawn, but Triple H as well. So basically them too. Um, and, you know, is it believable? Fucking yes, because this is the time when Shawn Michaels was the worst person in the world to ever deal with. You know, this is when Bischoff is handing out million dollar contracts that everybody had. I'm, you know, this is Bischoff. I've got nothing to do with Shawn Michaels because he's a fucking prick. Um, so, you know, <laughs> by all accounts, by all accounts, um, I don't think it was solely because of this incident, but apparently um, there was one incident that Brett called out where in the locker room, um, Shawn and Triple H came in and got in the Rock's face and was like, you know, how dare you do the drop kick off the top rope? That's my move. Um, you know, you need to have respect and stuff. And The Rock was all apologetic. Bear in mind, he's only just breaking into the business at this point. And, it, you know, basically, according to Brett, Sean and Triple H, but mainly Sean, gave him quite the dressing down. And, you know, Sean didn't even do the fucking drop kick off the top rope. You know, it was something he did once or twice with The Rockers back in the day. Um, mm. But he wasn't doing it anywhere, like, at that time. 
Um, but Brett was just kind of saying, like, you know, he kind of corroborated the story and saying that he was there. He kind of stood up for the rock and was like, you know, nobody owns that move and don't worry about it. They're just dicks and they're trying to haze you and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, we know Triple H and the rock have had a bit of animosity in, in their personal life as well. You know, they've become good friends off the back of it. But, well, they even, you know, like, last time I saw the two of them on screen together, they even poked fun at them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, they, they were both the guys who wanted to be the guy. And yeah. they were both in each other's way. They both wanted to be champ and they would, you know, screw each other over the, the earliest opportunity they got. But, um, <laughs> oh, Sean's just there, doesn't give a fuck. Screw people because he can. <laughs> well, exactly, because he's a prick. <laughs> but, um, but Jericho was also kind of backed up, um, you know, what, what Brett's saying, basically saying that he, he's heard himself, you know, from The Rock, he's heard it from Brett, you know, ahead of all this stuff that, you know, it's definitely true. The Rock's told him that himself. Um, and he puts that down, like these incidents and stuff, down to the reason why we never saw The Rock and Sean face off together. I mean, because that's basically yeah, makes a bit of sense. Why would you? Do you know what I mean? Like, Rock eventually became the, this megastar. Yeah. And yeah. He's the, Sean gives him shit. He builds himself up, becomes one of the biggest <laughs> fucking names on the planet. And now we yeah. won't have nothing to do with you. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what you get for being a prick. You can find God all you want, but you'll always be a prick. You'll never um, find The Rock. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was um, it's quite an interesting thing that really when you think yeah. about it, like it's you know we know at the time like Sean was going through a lot of stuff. He was abusing like somers and oh yeah, know, and relaxers and I dare say without putting words in his mouth, he might even be one of the regrettable uh, points in his life. You know, he's he's his attitude back in the day. I don't think he's proud of in all fairness, but um, no, no, you're definitely right. He wasn't uh, it wasn't the person he is now. Um, joking aside, no, definitely not. So. It's one of yeah, those, yeah. like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll put joking aside like, as long as I could. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? He, he knows he was a prick. Everyone said he was a prick. It's well documented. He was going through a lot of issues at that time. Like, mm. even stuff that with Brett, like, you know, he ruined Brett's marriage at the time, but the whole kind of, I know you've been having sunny days, you know, comment and stuff, like, insinuating he was having an affair with Sonny at the time and mm. stuff like that, which wasn't really true. So, yeah, I don't know. I think... Um, I think it's very believable and very plausible for the character that Sean was back in the day that he would do something like this. So at least it speaks volumes now why we we never have seen The Rock and Sean face off and really you can't blame the guy. He's he's taken all that, he's put up with all the shit, he's gone on to build himself to be one of the megastars. And I'd, I mean, I'd say he's bigger than Sean, like ever was personally. Oh, I don't yeah. know whether that's a controversial comment, but... Uh, personally no. for me, I would say he, he's bigger in the wrestling industry and bigger in every sense really. Oh, <laughs> literally mean... every set he's he's <laughs> he's more jacked he's more <laughs> impressive in the ring yeah and he's more successful in life exactly and he's taller, and he's taller. <laughs> so he's got all the bigs all the bigs <laughs> yeah so um yeah crazy times and uh, you know a look into what the locker room was like at that time for you know an up-and-comer of someone like like the rock who let's be let's be honest as well he wasn't even just like a nobody he was a you know third generation superstar that was, that was coming up and even he got some shit crazy thing like well, like so. it, you know his his dad alone was a legend in the business and i believe yeah. rock was third generation so his granddad was a legend in the business but well that's it he had um he had high chief peter my was his granddad and then we yeah. had rocky johnson who was his um his dad and both, both of those guys were you know were trailblazers in their own right and then the rock comes along and just fucking does does one better again so yeah yeah, it is. Well, I mean, to be fair, crazy. he did. He, he out and out told us that he was the trailblazer now, eyebrow raising. <laughs> I've been, <laughs> sorry, did. I've been drinking too much to try and do that. <laughs> he told us all these things. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I guess it's just a bit of an insight into 
you know the the atmosphere at that time and how mm. you know they they wanted him gone and stuff like that and it's yeah crazy to see that he came through it all became one of the biggest superstars ever and just like a massive fuck you to Sean I'm never going to work with you and quite right mm. no certainly yeah so Carl have you heard from CM Punk in a while hmm maybe I mean is he, has he been bitching and moaning probably been bitching and moaning I mean I know it's out of character from but he has you know. now what what his new trick is and you've probably noticed it a couple of times but he's at it again um just when things are a little bit quiet he'll he'll sort of hint he'll hint that he might be coming back because you know otherwise we might forget who he is and we can't have that um his latest one and he knows exactly what he's doing was um basically on twitter he's offered some advice to Rey Mysterio after, funnily enough, one of the, one of the bigger plot lines on Raw at the minute. He seems to have targeted the right story, hasn't he? Uh, in which Seth Rollins, um, the whole kendo stick incident with, with Dominic and um, his, his response to, or his, his message to Ray was to say that, I'm just saying, I know a thing or two about retribution. So naturally, that will send uh, any WWE fan currently who knows what's going on uh, into a bit of a tiz. So, Oh, is he coming back as the leader of retribution? Right. I'm going to say this now. And I will eat my hat if I'm wrong. Right. No, he's not coming back as the leader of retribution. No, he's not coming back. Simple as that. He might one day. He's not coming back right now. All he's doing is keeping himself relevant. How do you feel about yeah. it, John? <laughs> I mean, fucking hell, this guy, like, he can't get over himself, can he? He was, he was some hot shit for, for a small period of time where he was, like, the new version of like a stone cold or the rock and he had that buzz absolutely fucked it up when he got given the ball left went to ufc got sparked out twice you know now he's kind of living in his wife's shadow because like you know aj lee's gone on to be successful she's directing tv shows she's fucking writing comic books she's like gone on to be amazing oh he's had a What's comic book as well though to be fair hey with you with you any good i don't know if he's as, <laughs> as successful as she's been but he had a go i don't know i, I don't know i've not read them might well, be, might be really good <laughs> He has to go with a lot of things, doesn't he? But um, you know, mm. it doesn't really work out well for him. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um, look, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to be. Don't want to be a dick. But at the same time, like he is just he's proper whoring himself out and he's pandering to. I'm willing know, to try and stay relevant. I'm willing to eat my words, right? If he ends up coming back and he's part of retribution, I will eat my words that okay, this was a this was a, a nice little bit of a work, and I'll apologise for it. But if, if I'm not wrong and he's just done it almost clickbaity, then no, fuck it, yeah. Petty, stupid. Yeah. So which one I can't, is it? I can't, I can't see him man, see him having any involvement in it at all, to be honest. He's not no. I mean you know, let's, let's be honest, they're acting like a bunch of childish um vandals at the moment. So is is that is that what he wants to be a part of group wise? Well it would make sense yeah. <laughs> if it was him actually, based on the babies. Or um, is everyone is everyone being worked and it turns out that the like WWE have literally got a problem with teenage vandals. Yeah. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Who again. <laughs> yeah. Who actually knows? But uh, yeah. yeah, so again, quite a quite a small one, but yeah, just, just punk uh, muscling himself into WWE related stuff, even though apparently he hates WWE. He's 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 almost on par with Ryback for mentioning WWE. Mm. And to be fair, Ryback, you know, you're doing your own thing, you're doing your own business, you know, with your supplements or whatever. But uh, you do like to reference WWE. Yeah, staying relevant, staying relevant. Um, okay, so the next one. So we mentioned this um, a couple of times over the last few weeks, um, various things which have been spoiled in AEW. So, you know, things like the announcement of Bishop being the special guest moderator, um, a couple of things like that. So um, Jericho has come out and basically uh, made a comment has basically said that um, 
you know, for example, when we had the debate and Bischoff was announced on Reddit, we know who the spy is, by the way. Oh, we know. And he'll never fucking be back in AEW. And NXT reject was that spy. So, hmm, a former NXT, um, you know, performer or someone who at least tried out um, that they invited to the performance center or who had been working for AEW at the time. So the two yeah, kind of names. I was going to say, because they've, they've not out and out named the person, but you can speculate from some of the former NXT talent, can't you? Yeah, so the two names that are kind of quite prevalent at the moment is um, Tino Sabatelli, um, who, you know, guys will know from NXT previously. He was quite uh, featured quite prominently in Breaking Ground, which was the um, WWE Network special on, on that. Um, he was let go. Um, he'd made a few appearances on AW Dark. Um, so he was definitely kind of moving moving around there. But um, I've not seen him any time recently, so maybe it could be him. And then another one who I know less about is Cesar Bar- Cesar Bononi, um, again, apparently another former NXT alumnus. Um, if you say so. so. <laughs> yeah, no idea. Um, but yeah, um, and there's also an, another guy called Corey Hollis, who's like um, a current AEW Dark kind of enhancement talent. And he's apparently done one or two things that NXT in the past. So it seems to be hinting potentially at one of those um, three, um, nice. or potentially someone who isn't even. You know who they might just invite to the show who has like tried out for NXT in the past, but it's those kind of three names that are getting floated around. But apparently Jericho says now that they know who that was, um, and yeah, it looks like it's. Uh, imagine, <laughs> imagine trading, imagine trading the potential of being a fucking AW superstar for some fucking upvotes on Reddit, like Jesus. And that's um, the thing, like he, um, he's. I don't want to say like he's definitely blackballed in the business now, but I mean you, you've pissed off some really big names in wrestling there. You know, yeah. not the best. I'm not saying WWE might never take you back, but they fucked you off in the first place. <laughs> I mean, in fairness to the guy, like he did leak the Bischoff thing, and that went on to be like probably their highest rated show, um, at least mm. of the, you know definitely of the fucking COVID era. So um, I get what you're saying. He's saying this is a work. I mean, you know, <laughs> if we see Tino Sabatelli with a new T-shirt coming out, um, we'll know why. But yeah, um, <laughs> interesting one. It's interesting that it was like a an insider kind of job leaking it and stuff as well. Yeah, so yeah. it's um, got to be yeah, very interesting stuff. It shows you. Mm. And uh, I promise you, Jericho, if you hire us to work for AEW in some capacity, we would never leak information onto Reddit. No, we wouldn't do that. we just leak it on our podcast, A to the K Wrestle Talk. Every Monday. Every Monday. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> in uh, sync. Good in sync. <sighs> So, Carl, you know how WWE at the moment love using performance center talent in their audience. Mm. Mm. Yes. And you know how some of those performance center talents look quite unique because they're trying to be wrestlers and stand out and stuff. Yes. Well, it turns out, right, uh, our eagle-eyed viewers, not our eagle-eyed viewers because there's like three of them, but eagle-eyed viewers of WWE, right, have been trying to figure out who the members of Retribution are, as you would. Mm. And they've noted from their invasion the other week when they cut the ropes and all that stupid shit that um, of the women, one of them appeared to have purple ends to her hair. And the other appeared to have red hair. Um, now, unfortunately for WWE, people have gone back a little bit and realized that there's a woman or two women in the audience in previous weeks of SmackDown and possibly Raw where the hair matches quite perfectly in terms of the, the purple ends and the red hair. So they've actually su- suggesting that they might have figured out who two of the members of Retribution are, being Jesse Kamea, if I'm pronouncing that right, um, being the one with the purple ends. And... Um, Santana Garrett being the, the red-haired member. Of- now, this is 
the speculative part where they say, oh, that, that, that's who the members are. But it's also very heavily suggested that this is proof that the people who are currently running around with the masks on, attacking things and breaking windows and then just throwing bricks through empty windows or whatever, um, that these may not be the actual members of Retribution, which, to be honest, would kind of annoy me. But um, what do you think of this? Do you think it might be some people that we've literally never heard of? Or do you think the possibility is that they are acting as placeholders until they get this faction in place properly? Oh, I think it's entirely possible. I think it's, it's Rowan Spider all over again. Someone's had an idea somewhere in creative and gone, hmm, wouldn't it be great if we had this mystery faction in HUDs? It's like, yeah, it would be. Who have we got? I don't know. But, you know, it'd be good if we had it. Well, okay, let's put it for TV next week and we'll just use some of the other guys for now. Until we have they got a out. unique look? No, but we've still got them ninja outfits from, from Tazawa's faction, so we'll use them. It's fine. People, yeah, people perfect, will know the perfect. difference. They will know. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it, it just it screams Rowan for me. Like, someone in creative somewhere had an idea of what if Rowan carried around this mystery box and they, they had no idea what they were going to put in it. You know, I, I read um, Rowan basically apparently pitched um, them hiring the, the world's smallest woman and having her be the one who was inside the, you know what I mean like what the fuck um, I'll be honest so, that, that would be more fucked up than the robot spider <laughs> it, probably, it would it turns definitely. out yeah it turns out yeah me being the, the big the big brute that I was I was keeping a tiny woman in a cage well that's it like apparently he was pitching it as like he was wanting to protect her or something like that but you know should have just gone with the fucking puppy idea yeah, yeah, or something yeah. that you had like that would have been made more sense but you know it just it screams to me that they just have these ideas and they don't think them through but they just think yeah we need something compelling for tv this week oh we've got this random idea that we haven't thought of sound we'll go with it and then we'll flesh it out <laughs> yeah. as we go i feel like they, they bust in the writer's room and they're going like, oh what are you working on? oh we've just started working on this that'll do it's like well, we're not finished like, it doesn't matter yeah. give it in <laughs> But um, I don't. I personally don't think there's any saving this. To be honest, like they can, they can potentially bring in one big star for it to be the shock factor. But there's no way that we're going to be intrigued by every single member of this this new faction. It's I, very unlikely that it's going to be a group of NXT talent that are notable enough that we care. You yeah. know, you might get like, oh wow, it was Tommaso, but you're not going to give a shit about the rest of them. It, and to be honest, it'll probably ruin Tommaso at this point. Like, right, so you, you did well in NXT and you thought, you know, I'm going to just throw a strop and just, you know, blow up generators and throw like bricks the, around yeah. for the next few weeks because why not? <laughs> the way they booked them, it's like a group of little angsty teens who are pissed off at life and rebelling against the parents. Oh, yeah. That, that's the way they've been booked. Yeah, I think the next one is they're going to spray paint, you're not my real dad on Vince McMahon's <laughs> office. <laughs> It's oh, just... I, I, can't, I quite like that actually. <laughs> to be fair. I, I hope someone does that. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you, you're exactly right though. Like it is, like it wouldn't surprise me at all if we get to the end of this whole kind of angle where it's going to be revealed and there's only like four of them. You know, there's been about twelve of them every week, but maybe they're just like, oh, well, these guys are just placeholders. These are the four people we care about, and it's like, well, where's the fucking rest of them gone? Do you know what I mean? But yeah, it's yeah. going to be hard to salvage anything from this because they've just booked them to be such fucking dweebs. Like. Yeah really like who the fuck is scared of these guys like jesus yeah yeah Shocking. you can't fix this WWE, <laughs> you can't fix this it's not happening no, no definitely um okay and then i think that the next one might be the last one unless it's it is more, the last one of the night unless you want to like one. blindside me with a surprise entry <laughs> well you see i'm part of retribution let me go throw oh this my thing. God. Uh, um <laughs> so matt cardona um as basically so it was announced recently that when cardona signed um, with aw 
he actually only signed five dates. Like his contract was only for a five date contract. Um, so An unusual contract, to say the least. At all, yes. Um, so basically, he's come out and said, "Yeah, I've only signed for a couple of dates, but you know, I've not just gone there to get a new T-shirt. You know, I'm I'm here for the long haul. That's the goal. That's the plan." Um, he got a new shirt, so didn't he? He did get a new shirt, but he said that's not the only reason. So it was definitely one of the reasons. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. Like, it seems very odd to only sign him for five dates. Um, like, I know there's like COVID and stuff going on, and there's you know probably different you know monetary concerns and stuff like that. But it's funny I mean, not to uh, not to digress. And it, again, it probably should have been a news article, and wasn't. But um, can you might have touched on something there that might be the reason because um, Jericho was big on Mike. Uh, is it Kyoda? Am I saying that right? Mm, yeah. Um, being Draft, uh, drafted, purchased, whatever you call it, uh, by AEW. <laughs> I own and, you now. And not not in a dickish way, but Tony Khan was very much like against hiring a referee during the COVID crisis when they've already got referees. Um, and obviously we've seen him on AEW, so it happened. And um, I believe Jericho really heavily pitched for having him there for some big matches because he is a big name as far as referees go. Uh, and I think a surprise for everyone at WWE released him anyway. Mm. But um, it's interesting that, like, the reason I mention it, because it's a slight digression, is that maybe the the five-date thing wasn't a Cardona thing. Maybe it was like, a well, let's see how he goes from a Tony Khan point of view, because we know that Cody's big on him, but it doesn't mean mm. that Cody's got final say. So maybe maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them. He's a businessman, isn't he? He's got a... He's the one funding this whole thing, so we can't exactly be going around dropping mm. I mean, in lifetime contracts yeah. on people. Can't waste his dad's money, can he? I mean, <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> sorry, um, I, I don't know why. I don't know why I'm popping shot today. W actually like <laughs> Tony. I'm sorry. It's all all Anthony's views. It's not me. It's not me. Okay. Yeah. I still want to work Anthony, for you, Not Tony. necessarily expressed by A to the K. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, like it's definitely something there. So obviously, you know, Kyoto wasn't actually signed. So I believe it was just that one kind of appearance that he's done up to now. I think it's going to be like on an ad hoc basis. But yeah, I think this one baffled me because, you know, Zack Ryder, we would have assumed, you know, or Matt Cardona now is a, a, a name big enough that they would have invested a year or two in, in him at least. Oh yeah, um, like the, the, the surprisingly low number of five dates, like no matter who it's yeah. come from, it's quite surprising. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, mm. it's nice to know that he, he considers himself like he's, he's quite willing to stay there long term. I like that. Um, yeah, definitely. As, as you know, weird as his finisher looks, you know, the rest <laughs> of him's good. Yeah, good. yeah. Um, but no, I think, uh, you know, I, I'd only put this down to be like a smart business move from Tony. I think it's uh, mm. in these times you don't want to commit to anything because of the uncertainty. So we'll just do as yeah. like a, a pay-as-you-play kind of thing. But with like... Yeah, imagine he's got his own rates. version of the... Um, Best to look in all your future endeavours letter anyway. So, you know, got to keep it there yeah. ready to use, haven't you? Exactly, exactly. I can't, I can't wait. To, I mean, I wonder if we can see that from any of the current, you know, most recent releases. I wonder, <laughs> wonder how it's worded. <laughs> yeah, it's just in massive type. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> bye, soccer. Tony Khan. <laughs> it's a little less formal. <laughs> um, but, uh, so yeah, yeah, I believe that is, that is the news for this that week. That is the news. And I even threw in an Easter egg about Mike Kyoto. So there you go. Like bonus bonus mm. material right there. Yeah. Which again probably should have been in the list anyway, but I just remembered it now. 